Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What it do, folks? What's, I see you back. You back there rocking with, with our theme there, right there. Okay, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, every, every yeah play, get, play it in your trunk, don't you? That's what you want to yeah, do. You yeah. put it. <laughs> get, that, get, get that rocking, that lean back. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> what's good? What's good? November fourth, Thursday evening. Team no sleep. My man Montel Allen. Look at him right there, folks. How you doing, brother? Man, good. Man, you know, a little, little tired, exhausted from the work week, but you know how we get it in. You know, you know, always blessed. Always. You know, you know, ten ten toes down, six feet above, man. We always I, got another I day. I swear to you, I'm gonna put that on a shirt. I, I, one of these, I'm gonna surprise you one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send you one, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a whole bunch of them made up for us. Uh, ten yeah. toes, God, I love it. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Cox is in the building. We see you, sir. Uh, I gave the man the wrench. Kevin Cox. That means the man is a moderator on the YouTube side, so he's keeping the trolls at bay. We, I thank you. We thank you for being part of the community and for always being being an active participant, sir. Um, look, let's 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 go ahead and get focused, man. We we got uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff, and man, I wish there was more good to talk about than than negative and 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 uh, challenging conversations. But we we've got a guest. Joining us today, uh, I talked to him last night. I'm not going to delay too much. I want to bring this man on the screen so you can see him and let him introduce your himself. Uh, Walter Strong, how are you, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Well, got, what you got a radio voice honor. there too? Listen at you, boy. You got <laughs> hey, you look, when it's time to go live. You, you turn the switch on, and it's time to go. Yes, sir. It's all look. It's time to go. I, t- I tell you what, man. I appreciate you for for taking the time and being in the environment, being in the room. Tell the folks who are watching Team No Sleep. The folks who were watching H&M Live knew you. Or they got to know you. But tell the folks real quick who it is that you are and what it is that you do. Appreciate the honor. Good evening, everyone. My name is Walter Strong the Third. I am an online coach, video consultant. I have a YouTube channel, which is after my name, where we help you find your passion and purpose on YouTube. And so I'm truly honored to be uh, as a guest on Team No Sleep because I am also a sports fan. And so when the invitation came on to talk sports, hey, look, we get clearance from the wife and and, and the daughter. And once you got clearance, you know, it's time to go live. But I'm truly honored this evening to be a part of your audience and to add great value to you all. Thank you, brother. It's more like a true Knicks fan. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. True sporting, true Nick fan. See, you, right. you jinxed us last night. I, I, I sure did, man, because y'all, y'all came up <laughs> came up short, you know. And and tell the folks where you are because that that's relevant to you. You you are on the on the right coast, as that's in direction. Right. I mean, we know the left coast is, is really the right coast, <laughs> but you 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 over there somewhere right now. 
Yeah, East Coast, uh, Long Island, New York, about 45 minutes from the um, the garden. Yes, sir. Uh, New York City, New York. And so we're we excited about what the Knicks are doing. They just got to consistently play some defense. They got to consistently rebound, and they got to stop turning that darn ball over. But Man. That's yeah. one other topic. Yeah, you know, we, we have one basketball story tonight. It, it's it's not a, a good one, but we, we will get into that. Maybe we'll, we'll touch a little bit on – your thoughts and your, and your predictions, maybe because again you started out pretty decently, but uh, mm-hmm. it's early, long season, oh, yeah. right? You got the you got the super teams and everyone's sick. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron got got stomach cramps or whatever. He out for for a couple of days because he you know mm-hmm. he, I don't know he can't do what he needs to do. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and, and get get into it. Uh, Brother Cox is already alluding to it. Yeah, you know it's sure going to be some tough moments tonight. With everything that's happening, I want to go ahead and put this out here too. Brother Steve Worthy is in the building. We see you, sir. Appreciate you for joining. One day we got to get you on Team No Sleep as well. Mr. Yeah, I Cox need is, another Nick fan on here. <laughs> you want to balance it out? Balance it out a little bit, right? I love it. Right. I love it, folks. So look here. Here we go. Um, let, let's talk about some unfortunate news. We we got um, Henry Ruggs played for the. Las Vegas Raiders, right? And he no longer plays for them. He's no longer really part of the league. He's, he was sitting in jail as of yesterday, but uh, he bailed himself out. He got bailed. Uh, he was a the proponent, the, the initiator of a fatal accident at 3 o'clock in the morning in, in uh, I think it was Vegas, but um, he, was, he was driving with his girlfriend, uh, in excess of 150 miles an hour, 157 miles an hour in his in his Corvette. Um, he was drunk, twice the legal drinking limit. He had a loaded weapon in his gun. He ran into the back of a of a Rav Four. So, and and it's relevant that I mentioned a Rav Four because I mean, no no disrespect to the folks that have a Rav Four, but that, you know that 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 car will, will will crumple if you if you throw a rock at it, unfortunately. And what he did going into it at 157 miles an hour, he ran into it, essentially pushed that car about I think it was 500 500 or so feet. The gas line ruptured on that Rav Four and killed the woman and her dog that were in that car. The sad story about that, along with that, there were some good Samaritans there that were trying to help the lady out. She was she was pinned in to the car and the airbags deployed. She had her seatbelt on. They couldn't get her out, unfortunately, in time. But the reports that are coming out right now, she didn't die instantly. Right. So there's actually, unfortunately, some reports of hearing the woman uh, Mm. agonizing. Right. From from the injuries trying to get out and, and the fact that you know, she she was still cognizant, conscious, aware. And, and then it was the, the unfortunate that, uh, mis- mishap that, that happened with her. The question that we want to get into about this is this this guy right here, when he was in the hospital after the accident, he was being incredibly belligerent with the, the medical staff, with the, with the police officers, with everyone around him who was actually trying to care for the man. Right. While, mm-hmm. while he's in there, because he's in an accident as well. I'm looking out for him. His, his, his girlfriend, who was in the car in his Corvette with him, was actually injured. And she had to go through surgery and I believe it was a, an arm injury. So she had to get that addressed and, and have that taken care of. But 
157 miles an hour, ran into the back of a car, had a loaded weapon in his car, killed the lady and, and her dog, and, and is being just, just, I got another word I want to say, but I'm not going to say it, but, but being belligerent with the folks that are trying to take care of them. Why, why are we seeing so many stories like this of, of, of professional athletes that are out there doing reckless nonsense? And unfortunately, now it's taking lives. Right. So let, let me let's start with you, Walter, being be the guest. When, when you saw this story and you read this story, tell us kind of kind of your thoughts on on, on the whole circumstance, man. First, first of all, um, just hearing this, it, it it immediately just makes me once this show is over, just go hug my wife and my daughter and just yeah. to, to be grateful that the sun is still shining on their face and not their grave. Um, that's that's the first thing I, I, I definitely uh, would encourage any man um, who is listening tonight, hug your, your wife, your daughter, your child, your son. Because when you have someone like Mr. Henry there behind the wheel, it's just it's tragic. Um, it just it it just breaks my heart to 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 learn of this. And yes, there are athletes there are there are athletes out there that are that are doing this behind the wheel. And this story now makes me wonder because I'm on the East Coast. I wasn't getting this on the ESPN other than until you know. I came into the green room and, and got brief for, for the show. And so I'm wondering how many stories like this are still out there have been unreported. Yeah. And that, that are involved with athletes and there, there has to be a greater level of accountabilities for, for these guys because um, an athlete has the ability to have someone to be able to, to take them from point A to point B. And, um, and if they, they need assistance with finances. They need assistance with, you know, business. They need assistance with, with buying a house. They have the assistance to have someone drop them from point A to point B. And there's no excuse for this. And so um, it's tragic. And I'm, I'm just praying that the law is executed to the fullest extent that he should be put under the jail. I, I agree with you, man. Let, let me, Montel, let me let me get your your piece on this as well. Just you know, hearing the story again, un, un, seeing that this is happening time and time again with with our with our athletes who are again supposed to be maybe role models, right? One ones that especially I worry about our youth, right? That they're looking at these people who are in these positions, who are playing sports that, that a lot of our kids are, are, are wanting to be like, they, they want to be like the Mikes and the Kobe's and, and the folks that are out there throwing the ball, hitting the ball and, and doing all those things. And then when there's so many stories like this of somebody doing something so stupid, 157 miles an hour, drunk, loaded weapon in the car and then runs in the back of someone and then acts a fool when someone's trying to help him. Cause he, he was fortunate enough to still be alive after the incident. Montel, your, your thoughts on this, this whole situation. Yeah, it's it's a sad situation all the way around. Um, I pray for the family that you know the you know the lady that lost her life and her mm-hmm. family and strong prayers for them. I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's poor decision making, and I'm very disappointed in Rug, and I'm disappointed in the Raiders organization um, for not being more diligent about the surroundings and the situations. I mean, you got to think they're in Las Vegas. Henry Rugg is, and I'm not making excuses for him, but Henry Rugg is a 22 year old, 23 year old man. 
when you're 23, 23 year old and have a lot of means and dollars, you don't make the best, the best decisions in the world. And obviously this is one of the most crucial ones we've seen him deciding to drink, drink and drive and speed real fast and all that. I, I would pray that I hope his life is not over at the age of 23, but you know, um, you, you have to be, you have to be accountable for your actions and what happens in these situations. Um, it's just, it's sad all the way around. It's funny because this is a year to the date that there was a UNLV player in the same situation. He, he was a college player. He was driving 85 and 35. He hit someone and he, he you know, he, it was, a, it was involuntary, involuntary manslaughter while he was intoxicated. So I believe it's part of your surroundings and it's a part of the accountability of the people that you're around and the system you're around. I mean, you got to understand, think about it. A 21, 22, 23 year old man in Vegas with millions of dollars. Um, it's hard. It's hard to show. It's hard for him to make a lot of sound decisions, you know, not 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 justifying his, his that situation. But it's hard for him to make sound, smart decisions. I believe he should have had a driver. He should have had an Uber. His girlfriend should have made sure they got an Uber. Somebody should have been driving that car except for him. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, there should have been something, some, someone or somebody should have intervened. I want to know the valet. Who's the valet that gave him the car? Knowing he was being belligerent and mm-hmm. drunk before he got in the car. Somebody needs it. Somebody needs to be able to. I'm not saying he's not wrong, but somebody that would help step in and intervene, you know, help intervene. That's another thing we do. We turn our head to situations that we don't want to be a part of instead of intervening. Talk about that. This young man, yeah. This, this young man was in a situation where it could have been easily avoided. Now, not only did he, he take someone's life and his life is ruined, you know, that, that whole family has to mourn and figure out their next situation was going to go on. And his family has to mourn too, because you might as well say two people died in that car. Yeah. You know, Henry Rugg, Henry Rugg's career and livelihood just died in that car accident. Along with yeah, the because they, they released him they re, uh, yeah. Wednesday. They, yeah, they, they re, the team released yeah. him for sure. And you know, we, yeah. we've talked about this before, right? And, and, and an organization like the NFL, NFL has people, right? And yeah. every player has a phone. I, I, I don't blame for the NFL. I don't, I don't know, but I'm sure there's a phone number of some type of player relations where I can call. I could call and say. Look, I've been apparently with with Rugs. He was at Top Golf for a number of hours drinking. Then he went to another party and, and, and was drinking. There's got there's a number in his phone that he can mm-hmm. call and say, "Look, man, I didn't have we didn't have way too much. Yeah, send send the you know send the the sprinter right. Send send wait, the, send the ride over and take us home. We we not gonna drive tonight. But yet, still there's, stupid. Wait, there's a number in his phone. There's people that he was partying with. There's the valet people that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's his girlfriend that were there. Yeah. All these people want to say no because he's the money bag. You know, they want to supersede because he's the person that's providing, unfortunately. And when that person does decides to make dumb mistakes, no one wants to step up and say anything and call him call him on his BS. Wow. Unfortunately. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no one called him on his BS, him being drunk or him saying, Hey, you know what? You know, we ain't driving or just refusing to get in the car or, you know, having that argument with him. If that's my friend and I see my friends drunk, I'm taking the keys. We'll we'll fight right there if we have to. But I'm I've been in the same boat. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're a real friend of someone, you, yeah, you're actually, yeah. you're going to step in front of them and make sure yeah, they don't hurt themselves or hurt like, them. Yeah, man, you been, you I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and being in that situation, I, it's not only that person. I mean, that person's ultimately responsible, but it's not only that person. It's the surroundings around that person that has these situations that happen on. The same with that young man, they want to be. If he was leaving wherever he was coming from, why wasn't his crew or his friends or his partners around? Be like, yo, you had too much to drink. Yeah. Period. You got too much to drink. You're not mm-hmm. driving. Period. Yes, I know the NFL does have access to 24 hours Uber service or all that stuff. But we beyond that point now. He didn't want to call. If he didn't want to call, I don't know why nobody didn't inter- intervene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'd rather take him cussing me out and being belligerent and wake up the next day being like, damn, 
oh man, you 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 say anyone instead of now we're dealing with this situation right now. And I like I said, mm-hmm. I feel so bad for the family that, that that he destroyed, and I feel bad for him on the other side because he destroyed himself. This is a 22, 23 year old man that just came out of college, finally made the bag that he's been chasing all right. his life to take care of his exactly. family. And it's gone. Mm-hmm. Go. It's gone because of a stupid decision. He made to drive that car because he was intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And that's disheartening because people around him could have stopped him as well as him stopping himself. Yeah. You know, there, there's children involved because uh, Ruggs and his girlfriend that were in the car, they have a child together as well. So, so, so now there's going to be that, that whole yeah. right, mm-hmm. onion is going to un, un, unfold, right? Because they got to figure out how to, how to deal with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Why was she, why did she not intervene? Was she, uh, intoxicated as well so all of that and then the, the side of, of the, the young lady who actually did lo- lose her life right so there's probably going to be uh civil suits charges and everything. against charges that and charges civil suits everything and above is going to be happening to this young man at the age of 23 and like i said the little bag that he was chasing or he, he was supposedly had it's gotten gone. it's gone it's gone. gone yeah he's uh mm-hmm. I, I would he's supposed to be back in in um in court Next week, I think it was November the 10th, where he's back in front of the uh, the judge to make some decisions, start doing some preliminary uh, conversations. But yet yeah, nothing looks good for this guy because, again, the, the organization, the, the Raiders have, I'm going to say, washed their hands of him. Right? I, think the, mm-hmm. I think the NFL has. I mean, yeah. trust me, the NFL has been to the situation before. They've had other – the Dallas uh, Cowboys D-line, he, he got charged with a DUI, yeah. involuntary manslaughter. Um, to say – I would say his career is over with just because of the, the climate we're in. Before, maybe there would be another a bleak chance, maybe him getting back in if he had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now there's no bleak chance. I don't see there's a bleak chance of him coaching anywhere because no one wants to have that in the, within their staff. Right. I think mm-hmm. um, it's going to be hard for him to just get a professional career, period, after he does whatever time he's going to have to do yeah. for, for, the, for this involuntary manslaughter. I mean, you know, I think that the term carries at least seven years. You know, if he goes, if if he's charged with involuntary, he may be charged with reckless driving in manslaughter, which tax or more. I don't know what they're going to do. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if we just go with the lesser than involuntary manslaughter, he's going to do seven years in jail. Um, that means a young man's out at 30 with a, with a felony record, which he's done time. And let's be honest with you, he has no professional skills except for playing football. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been dedicated this all to his life. Yeah, talk so, about that. That's true. So, yeah. it's I mean, it's hard, man. And, I mean, I, I throw out the role model part, part because – it's got to be – It's now it's individual decision. This is about you as an individual, period. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with who your role model does or what your cousin does or what your friend does. It's all about an individual decision, and you got to understand your surroundings. And when you got to know your limits, when you've had too much, you need to stop and slow it down. Yeah, and uh, let me let me backtrack a little bit, and then I'll get into these comments. That's, that's some good points. I bring up the role model uh, concept or, or statement. Just thinking back, I'm old school just like you guys. I'm thinking about the, the Charles right. Barkley conversation, mm-hmm. right, when he mm-hmm. said no – I'm not the role model. You, the parents are. I'm, I'm out here hooping, playing right. ball. Mm-hmm. So don't look at me as a role model. So I, I kind of wanted to have kind of that dialogue and that conversation. Kier brings up a, a good topic here. And what's up to you, brother? Glad mm-hmm. you glad you're here. Dante Stallworth went through the same thing. Never played uh, mm-hmm. another day mm-hmm. in in his life, right? So yeah. so so mm-hmm. what's going on with that? Uh, Kevin Cox is bringing up some some fire here. I'm loving the fact that he's bringing up these conversations. I feel like part of the story is missing though what is going on at that time of the day and, and that much alcohol and weapons in the car and the speed on in the city streets, that's going to come out, brother. We, we're we're going to hear yeah. about that uh, mm-hmm. in, in the next couple of days. I'm sure what led up to the, to the 
situation, you know, what was going on at Top Golf, how many tequilas, how many drinks, right? Did he actually have, or did he get into an altercation? How many drinks did he have when he went to that to that other party? Uh, and again, hundred and fifty-seven miles an hour. It, yeah, my downtown thing, my Vegas, thing. and everyone has been to Vegas. You know, you cannot drive that fast anywhere near mm-hmm. any street yeah. on Vegas. Doesn't make sense. But I, I'm man, I'm disappointed in the surroundings, man. Like, who didn't say no? Like, mm-hmm. who? We we got a big problem in, within mm-hmm. our community. Let's be perfectly honest. So we're gonna be real. Let's keep it real, real thorough right now. Yes, sir. We have a big problem in our community. Especially when it's somebody that's the breadwinner or the person that's authority or the person you feel they can put you on, that we don't mm-hmm. want to say no to them because we think it's going to hurt our chances. This young man was obviously, like you said, he was in a party at Top Golf. He was in a party after that. You mean to tell me there was no other teammates, no friends he was with, nobody there that could have said, yo, man, you need to slow down. No, you're not driving. You know, and this happens over and over and over and over again within, within our black athletes. Because I don't see it happening with, with with the Caucasian athletes, and I don't see it happen too many with the Hispanic athletes. It happens so often and so much reported on black athletes. Yeah, These yeah. situations happen all the time. And I want to know when is someone going to step up and say no. You know, you got to step up and tell your boy no. You can't, you can't drink and drive. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, slow yourself down. Call an Uber. I'm taking your keys. We're just going to fight out here until we're just going to fight, but you're not getting these keys back. Yeah. What, right, you know, right. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, yeah, I am. Be, I should be, be right. right. But, but I mean, again, we have that part. If, if somebody we think that can put us on or somebody that's holding that bag and he's part of my crew, I'm not going to do anything to piss him off, even if that means jeopardizing his life or jeopardizing his livelihood. That's a wrong, that's a sad mentality that we have. And it's not, it's, it's just not right, man, because like you said, there were several hours that led up to this whole situation. Somebody could have stopped that. Someone could have. Someone could have stepped in and mm-hmm. stopped that. Somebody, anybody, right? I mean, just a, a bystander and someone just just there seeing that he's belligerent. Nick Clark, appreciate you being here, man. It's it's so easy with today's technology and easy to just do Uber and Lyft. But being young NFL superstar, or not maybe he felt invincible that this wouldn't happen to him. There's there's truth in that, right? No, <laughs> no one. A lot of a lot of times we don't think that we we're gonna get in trouble or, or we got enough to get home or we, we got enough to to make it. But you know, one more one more comment on that though. Yeah, this can't be the first time it happened. That's where I was going. No. There you go. I, I don't believe. No. <laughs> there you go. No. Right. Oh, so, no. See, so now, it, now it's it, all the truth, right? So, yeah, yeah. So it been yeah. more because it's not yeah. the first time it's happened. He's yeah. drove. He's driven drunk before. Yeah. Maybe not 156 miles per hour. Yep. Maybe he did it when he was in Alabama in college. Maybe he even did it when he was in high school. But at some point, he's done this before, where he's drove. He's drove drunk. And again, you, you, the company you surround. My mom always told me you got to keep somebody real around you. That one person has got to be real about it, whether it's your spouse. Your homeboy, somebody mm-hmm. got to be that one real, real person yeah. that's gonna tell you when the shh stinks. Yes, and it seems to me that he didn't have that person around him that was telling him when it stinks. And this is the situation he got into. Now he's taking another person's life. And the crazy part about it, the psychological part, he got to deal with that. He's got to deal with that. I can't mm-hmm. imagine him sitting in a cell taking. He took somebody's life, and not only did they, they he ended his life and his livelihood. For his child and his and his and his wife, gotta, and his yeah, that's that's just got to eat you up. That's right? going that, to just got to eat you up. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, he, he's going. I mean, I can see him going crazy, man, because everything was in his favor. He was an up and coming receiver. He was doing great this year as a rookie, his first first year at the Raiders. Yeah, he was making an impact on the game and the team. Now it's all gone. It's oh. superly all gone. And again, I, I just want to condense the condolences of the family that the life they took. I mean, mm-hmm. my prayers really go out to them because at the end of the day, right now at this particular point, they're the only victims. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go, go back into some of these comments too. And Kira is, I think this is right too. There, there's no, 
there's no old school, there's no old heads, right, in, in the Raiders mm-hmm. locker room. There, there's no veterans. There's nobody around the young cats to, to really wrap them up and say, you know, call me, do the right thing, right? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. There, there's none of those cats, none, none of those folks. So that's that's a, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate about that. Um, before we move on, you got, you got anything else about this particular story, Walter, that you wanted to dive into? It, it it makes me wonder, though, when when you talk about rookies and when they're drafted, when it comes to the quarterback, the 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 team does so much in investing itself to be able to to know every dark secret about that that top player, especially if he's a quarterback, because they realize that this is the, fr- the franchise player. He's going to represent the team. But then when it comes to other players that are drafted, maybe in the first round is the is the organ and again you can't be mom and dad 24 7 and keep a watchful eye over the person but from a rookie standpoint that a team should have something in place where they they can have someone watching their 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 rookies especially when they're that young where they can demonstrate a level of maturity where you can kind of let the reins off because like Mm -hmm. you know you said you know at twenty at twenty three years old, I mean, I came here to New York. I moved from Detroit, and so was I fully mature and grown and and, and responsible. No, I made some mistakes living up here too, mm-hmm. um, but I needed guidance, and it was a matter of seeking out that guidance and having some people hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And I would just think with uh, just in any sport, NFL, NBA. MLB, you have to have certain things in place to kind of keep rookies in a yeah. place where you can help them not fall into those pitfalls. And I, and I just find it hard to believe that the Raiders or that, you know, want to wash their hands of it and say, hey, look, we did what we were supposed to do. It, it's not it's not the first time. It's probably more than one. And it, it'll come out. It'll yeah. Come out. Good point. Yeah. Like Ray Horror. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Man. Just one question, uh, uh, Walter. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like you said, you moved to, you moved to New York when you was twenty three years old. Now magnify that while having a millions dollar millions of dollars in your pocket. How many oh, people yeah. would have been? How, wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sure. That young man has got a lot of. I mean, you got to think pressure and decisions that he has to make as a twenty three year old as a person that's supposed to have all this stuff going on. You know what I mean? All these things going on, and the fact, like you said, you don't have that real one in your corner telling you no. I believe someone made the comment. I think he felt he was invincible. He, I think he did feel he was invincible. Look, I'm 23 years old. I got millions of dollars. I'm driving a Ferrari. I got my girl by my side. I could do what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And which, and, and and unfortunately, you can't. I, this this brings me back to like the Paul Pierce story a while ago. Remember when he got stabbed going out club and then he oh, got yes. in, okay. He got stabbed. Yeah, I remember that. And he was saying like, you know, he, he at that point he was like, I'm never going out again like that unless. I'm, you know, I'm with people that can actually get me to the plot spot I need to be and get myself out of there. Um, I would, I would hope. I mean, well, we can't hope now. I would hope Henry just, I don't know, man. I hope there's somewhere he can grow out and get a silver lining out of the situation. But I just don't, I don't see him, man. I just, I hate to see people, young people's lives just gone. And unfortunately, this is another African American athlete life ruined, gone. And he kept this so much impact in a, in a, in a positive way. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the comments from from the folks that are listening and watching it as well, man. And some some definitely good commentary going on back back and forth. And we we're, we're confused as to this whole thing ourselves. And it's gonna flush out though. Someone asked in the comments, mm-hmm. you know, again, 
how long was he drinking? Where was he at? How can he be driving at this this speed and on these on these city streets? It's gonna it's gonna flesh out, and it's not gonna look good, unfortunately, for for anybody involved. Let, let's let's move. On. Let's keep in uh, football, and we got another bad okay. story. We got another man. I, I'm actually also very disappointed about this story because this dude. <laughs> this dude was I, I thought was cool right he he had the cool he, little halloween he costume you. he fooled us he, no you know he what fooled you. he fooled me he fooled you he fooled everyone so aaron Rodgers uh messed around and got covid okay mm-hmm. you know a lot of people okay. got covid and uh you know dealing with it and and are going through treatment things of that Mm-hmm. But for all this time, the man has put the wool, is that it? Put the wool over our eyes and, and, and told us some things that weren't true. He's been lying to the NFL. He's been lying to his fans. He's been lying to everyone. Mm-hmm. I guess he hadn't been lying to himself because he, he knew he wasn't telling the truth. <laughs> but essentially, right, right. he told folks that he was vaccinated, but come to find out he has had no shots. And nope. now he's got got COVID. Now he's sitting out because he is positive. Mm-hmm. I, I'm disappointed in the fact that the man. Why did he feel the need to lie about this, folks? Yeah, you can you can have whatever feeling that you have about getting the vaccine. You may be hesitant. You may be intimidated. You, you may think you got the antibodies. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But you. you Craig, you ain't got to lie. You know, it's my old Friday reference right there. <laughs> but, and then someone, again, I'm, I'm unfortunate. I must, I must say the role model thing. But someone who, again, who a lot of people looked up was kind of, you know, just kind of a cool dude. He would get in front of the, the, the press conferences with the Packers and, and kind of speak his mind and kind of tell the truth and, and kind, of, kind of stick it to the man kind of thing. We felt that at the beginning of the season, right? Because his money wasn't right and he, would, and he wasn't really feeling how the organization was going. So fans actually appreciated the way he talked to the organization and talked to the media. Come to find out, the man is just not truthful and, and I, I can't believe him for nothing anymore. Talk to us a little bit about this story, this situation right here, the fact that Aaron Rodgers has COVID, that's one story. Okay. But the fact that he lied to the organization, he lied to everyone around the NFL about this situation as well. And and what the ramifications do you think that, that this is going to have? Walter, let's start with you, brother. What he teaches me is that superstars, and I'm not trying to paint a broad, broad brush on the superstars of the NFL that they're liars, but they are trained how to talk to the media. First of all, you, you have to learn how to be able to talk to the media. You got to be able to answer the right questions the right way. So that way you can look good. The team can look good and the media gets what they want. So he is, he is trained in skill in that, that, that sense. But what this speaks to me is, you lied about this. So this whole narrative that you had ESPN uh, out here on the East coast, I don't know what it is in the West coast on the East coast. The narrative was Aaron Rodgers is a saint. He wears a white robe. He can do nothing wrong. And the Packers are doing him wrong to the umph degree. When the truth of the matter is he had an agenda and a narrative that he wanted to spend so that it would profit him. And so now that this has come out about him lying about COVID, it now pulls into question his character about everything that was said about him this whole summer 
about him <clears throat> him him saying I want to lead the Packers. Yeah, and it was never really about money. It, it it was it it's always about money with most players like him. Yeah, and so um, he. He's fortunate that he's in uh, was it Wisconsin, Green Green Bay, yeah. Milwaukee. He's fortunate because if he was in New York, oh, th- th- you think it's a story now? If he was in New York, or talk about Los that. Angeles, talk about that. He would really have issues because now he would be looking at possible criminal charge. If he was in Toronto, he they the talk of criminal charges of him being incarcerated would be high. Now, would it happen? Probably. Probably not. But if he was in any other of those states, he would have a, a serious issue. But it also now calls into question who else is playing the game that he's playing. There that you he's go. Been playing. Who else there you is go. playing now? So 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 who right else? there. So I'm I'm gonna pause you right there because I see Montel, I see his his toes are tapping right now. He, he got <laughs> something he wanna say. And you know, actually Kevin may have kind of pointed in, in this direction of where you want to go, right? It, it's, it's not just, oh. it can't just be him, right? There, there's got to be other folks within really? the Green Bay Packer organization who knew what was going knew. on. Let Talk them. about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No one, as high profile as, high profile as Aaron Rodgers is, you mean to tell me that they didn't know he wasn't, he was an unvaccinated player? Yeah. They did. They thought they could get away with something. Mm-hmm. Not only Aaron did thought he could get away with it, because as long mm-hmm. as they ain't asking, he's like, I ain't answering. I'm good. The the Green Bay organization thought they can get away as long as we don't report it and nobody says nothing. We cool, and they have been cool for the last what eight weeks. They've been fine. Yeah. Now that he got it, right now it's like that he hasn't had a shot and all that stuff. Let, let's let's you know let's be real. Like he just said before earlier, they do all that investigation on quarterbacks when they're drafted. <laughs> they do all that investigation on quarterbacks all year round. They yes. making sure they right. franchise player, even if he's even if he's a disgruntled player, they make sure they know everything that's going on about him. And COVID mm-hmm. is one of the most important things they're gonna know right because now. they know yes, how to jeopardize. Yep. My one issue with this whole thing is the irresponsibility of Aaron Rodgers not being vaccinated and having the possibility he could have spread it to a lot of people. Yeah. If you know if he was on the field, that's the one part mm-hmm. that I that that I'm I'm disappointed in him is. But right. as far as him being a liar and all that stuff, you hit it right on the head, uh, uh, Walter. He's telling them he's telling the media what the media is asking. He ain't answering mm-hmm. no more. And he ain't telling no less. He's just saying right. exactly the answer to the question to move it on on. I, I don't I'm I'm not I'm I'm faulting him for being irresponsible. I'm faulting him for not saying, you know what, I'm gonna take the initiative to go get the shot. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna fault the organization too. Yeah. You knew. You, you knew. knew that this was a situation. Why didn't you make sure he got vaccinated or make sure everything the protocols are all in place to make sure he was taken care of if this was gonna happen? Cause I'm telling you right now, a, a, a what he's a fifty million fifty million year fifty million dollars a year man. You know everything the insides and outs. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, he, so, he has that driver, right? We we, we were talking right, about yeah. uh, you know Mr. Yeah. Ruggs, right? Aaron mm-hmm. doesn't drive anywhere. He he's got he's got people, right? Absolutely. And and so there's a lot of folks that are involved with this, and, and like what you guys are saying, like what Kier's saying as well, right? You know, Aaron could be up for punishment. The Packers should be up for some type of punishment. Somebody, this is this is going to unfold into an ugly situation, and in terms of why nobody, we didn't hear about this for eight, eight and a half weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking they're going to lose the draft picks, obviously. They'll lose draft picks in the draft for endangering people. I think Aaron will be suspended for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, okay. But he don't care. He ain't trying to be there anyway, so I don't think that really phases him either way, either way or other. He doesn't care if they want to – if they want a Super Bowl credit, I go out on top. If I don't, I'm out of here next year anyway. 
So I don't really think he's he cares either way, whichever way it goes. Um, I just I, like I said, him being irre- irresponsible, mm-hmm. him not doing that, and like Kira just said, if he was a person of color mm-hmm. that did the oh. same thing, Mm-mm. it would have been a whole different ball game. Imagine if that was that, that Prescott. Oh my gosh! Mm. Talk about so there's <laughs> kind of a, a hidden story that I actually wanted to talk about, right? So so talk about that as well. So because Walden, you talk about different locations, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in a different state or whatever the case may be. But if he was if he was one of us, right? If 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 you look different than than what he does, it just it would be a different conversation. And and we're, we're not we're we're not making this up, folks. This is just reality. Mm-hmm. Right. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you are the star quarterback. It doesn't matter if you are the star running back or, or wide, wide out or whatever the case may be. There, there is that social impact conversation that we need to have. And that's why we have these with folks. You know, it, it may it may prick people the wrong way sometime. But go go into that just a little bit more. You do. Oh, man. I think, like I said, go, oh, go ahead. Walter, go ahead. I'll let you speak first. No, the reason why I, I, I say that, because the, when the media has an agenda of wanting to push something to keep ratings and keep you in front of the the tv and we talked about this yesterday james when you should be busy making your own content they got you consuming their content and so if this is a person of color you're going to be on every sports center uh, breaking news you'll make good morning america you'll make today uh, today's show you're going to make all the top things and so it, it's we have to kind of understand that component when the media wants to, to push an agenda and it does have something where it's a quarterback of color, they're going to ride that to the umpteenth degree and, and they're going to be calling, like you said, for suspensions. And the simple fact that is Aaron Rodgers, they, 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 they're going to do their very best to try to be politically correct and, and, and kind of give him his punishment and say, well, he was wrong. We'll give him like one to two games. No, I'm calling Roger Goodell out tonight. You say you want to protect the integrity of the shield. Well, Rogers has just took some black oil and put it right on the shield. Yeah, hey, man. I mean, that's 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 the, that's right on point. Um, mm-hmm. Greatly said. Won't be done because Aaron Rodgers is 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 a money making machine for the for the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll they will do some punishment, but I think it would be to the minimal that they can probably do, or just a minimal to make sure the people out there don't go crazy, or just to show that they they are behind us. They're going to do some kind of enforcement. I'm just mm-hmm. I, his irresponsibility though shows a just tell is a tall tale um, to me. You know him being irresponsible like that is really funny. But I'm telling you, man, that organization knew they yeah. knew they knew they yeah. knew, and, and, and it's sad that they knew because I'm telling you, like I said before, if it was a person of color and I don't even care if it was a starter, if it was a bench player of color, he'd have been cut and not have a job no more. Oh, and yeah, that's definitely. a starter and as a player and as a player of color. Hey, you, you would be scrutinized all over the news. And one of the person's comments, I don't know which one said it. He said, look at Kyrie, look at the Kyrie Irving situation right. lasted on the news for two weeks in a row. Whether you agree with Kyrie or not, Kyrie just refuses to get the vaccination or whatnot. And he scrutinized yeah. under, under, under the situation. This right. guy doesn't have a vaccination, played anyway, put yeah. million, you know, put hundreds of players in jeopardy, and he will get, I think, minimal punishment. So, so, so that's the narrative that that I'm going to make sure that we that we check and and watch for okay. because that's exactly what it is. So appreciate that, Nick Clark, for bringing that up. Right, look, look and see what Kyrie is doing. 
one of the big mm-hmm. three in Brooklyn, right? The, right. the, the man is movie star, star athlete. He he's a philanthropist. He's he's doing things behind the he's scenes a, for the community. He's a Duke graduate. He's smart. Well, see, I was, well, mm-hmm. he, he's smart, but he still think the world is flat. So yeah, I, yeah, I got problems with. Smart man, though. He's a Duke graduate. That's right? true. But, but yeah, you know, he, he's doing some some that's good things. Uh, so, but, but we're we going to talk about that, right? What, what happens with Kyrie versus what happens with Aaron Rodgers and when Aaron makes that next conversation in front of the press corps? Kyrie was crucified. Aaron will not be because the media won't steer it that way. They will not steer it that way. I'm telling you. Yeah. The, NFL, the NFL only has 32 starting quarterbacks and they only have six or seven elite and Aaron Rodgers is one or two or three in that elite class. They are not going to tarnish him. That's true. That's true. So you, so you believe Roger Goodell doesn't have the courage to be able to stand up and make a I, statement. I, I, I think his pay grade is, is 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 beneath making that kind of decision. Okay, right. I think the thirty two. I think the thirty two owners will be like, "Yo, there is no yeah. way we're gonna suspend him for this game because you know what? Aaron Rodgers sells out the Green Bay Stadium every time he plays. Yes, he Aaron Rodgers sells out the stadiums when he goes and plays other places. Everywhere he plays. Aaron Rodgers generates millions of dollars with his jersey and his money and everything. Make him make an a, a apology statement. Take some of the heat as a, as, a, as an organization. And let's keep it moving. Because the bottom line is money to be made. And you can't make money without that superstar being on the field. I'm, I'm going to put this comment up here, and it goes right in line with that. So what Nick Rayhor is saying, when you're at the level of Rodgers and any – other person with the level of power and control, the number of yes people under you is enough to change any <laughs> narrative. Aaron Rodgers is on that. He's 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 at that Brady level. He, he really is. He, ha- he hasn't won all the championships yeah. or anything, but from a popular culture perspective, Mr. Discount, Double Check, Mr. All yeah. That, right? So so that's what you think mm-hmm. about it. folks mm-hmm. who may, may not be sports fans. That's what they see and that's what they think about. He's at that popular right. culture level, right? He did... I started out with, with the joke, right? He, he did a pretty cool thing for Halloween. We were all wondering, and why you letting your hair grow, brother? You know, you don't, you don't have a barber. You don't have anybody to cut. So he went out and did the, um, oh, what's the, what's the, what's the character? Uh, the Keanu Reeves character. Oh, from, oh, uh, wait, wait, well, wait, yeah. John Wick or something like that. Yeah, he, so, so that, that's what he was doing, right? So when we heard that before this story broke, we said, oh, see that man, you know, Rogers is cool. But now yeah. we hear this. So, this mm-hmm. definitely outweighs and, and overshadows in any of those things that that, he, that he's doing uh, outside of the game of football. But uh, it, it's a shame. It's it's a shame. Uh, Laura Williams, appreciate you for that. You know, we're trying to do it right. This this is what we do. Um, what, I mean, he, what, he's also prepping for his next career, his next career after football, and that's to be a politician. <laughs> I'm not saying what party he's going to be. I have my my own opinion of what party. Him, him and Brett Favre are are, are definitely doing doing some things out there. We we yeah we, we can get into that too. We we don't have enough time in the night to go. In. But but you never know, right? He he probably is. And but this is not going to look good when he goes up against some uh, opponent, right? You you lie to one of the most power one of the most powerful organizations in the country. But see, you keep saying he lied. I'm telling you, the organization <laughs> knew. They covered. The organization it. knew. They knew. He, he he ain't lied. No one said, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers, did you get did you get your shots?" No one asked him that directly. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Said, I stand. Hey, I stand corrected. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I stand have, corrected. Have you been? Have you been? COVID protocol cleared? I've been protocol cleared for, since I've been started. Yeah. So the organization knew, and don't believe for one minute they didn't know. 
just like they knew about my man down in, in, in Texas or the Texas about his situation. Yeah. They knew about Aaron Rodgers. And matter of fact, I would I would beg to say that they're the only organization. They're not the only organization that knew Aaron wasn't tested. I'm sure other they know that. The, man, you got to remember, it's only 32 owners. That's that's a close net situation. That's 32 friends that you got that you're going about. <laughs> and people talk amongst each other. Yeah, there's only 32 GMs. There's only 32 free agents. The, the, you know. Right. Yeah. There's only those guys. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 they knew, man. I don't say he lied. I just think somebody did a mass cover up and got caught. I stand corrected. I appreciate that. I, I I love, I love that. That's good. We, we got a lot of commentary going on about this too. Add one more point. Go ahead, man. Mm -hmm. To add one more point, the simple fact that the meat he he had the narrative with ESPN about how the Green Bay Packers was treating him. Yes. The simple yeah. fact that yeah. the Green Bay Packers knew about that. Yeah. And then they see what's going on with Kyrie here in New York. Yeah. And then they say, okay, if we let this get public, then now we can be accused of we knowing this publicly and letting him have a double standard in terms of how he should be, be you know, treated versus unvaccinated versus vaccinated. They knew, and they they took a risk and a gamble, and they lost. And they lost. Let me let yeah. me pull this question up here from, from from Nick. Other players in the league have chosen not to get the vaccine. How is this different if DeAndre Hopkins gets COVID? Man. Because he's going through the protocol every week. He's getting tested as many times as they need him to get tested yeah. every week. He's going yeah. through whatever Arizona's protocol is to go through it. Um, and, and he hasn't denied saying or or play the fact that he's gotten vaccinated. He yeah. hasn't acted like, hey, I gotten vaccinated and everything's okay. Aaron Rodgers, everybody thought he was vaccinated and okay, or the assumption when yeah. he was vaccinated, okay. Yeah. And then he goes out there and plays. He was, you know, he's hugging other quarterbacks after the game, with, with saying no good luck. On. He could have yeah. spread it to buy. So there's a whole different dynamic kind of going on there. Uh, um, he, he just did, man, he was just being so irresponsible. And mm -hmm. it's, it's sad that, you know, the, the I would say Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers thought they can kind of get away with it as long as they could and didn't say anything about it or take the national, take the, the, the proper protocol to get him vaccinated to finish off the season. Got you. Got you. Man, it's crazy. We, we got, I mean, we, if, if I had to give you a team Jets or the Colts, who you, you got, a, you got a dog in a fight. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. God, dude, that's a Michael Vick thing there. Um, <laughs> I, I just, yeah. Got, yeah, I, I, okay, got that reference. No, I, yeah. I don't have a dog in that fight. Jets okay. or Colts? Well, right. maybe the Colts. I, I right. want to see everyone's beating up on uh, Carson Wentz. I, I, I want to see Wentz come out. Well, yeah, them, them Colts are, are hurting them Jets right now, forty-two to ten. I just want to bring that Ooh, in right quick. Forty-two okay. to ten. So, um, another football story as we as we move on. Football is just the top of the conversation tonight, and. Unfortunately, the stories aren't great stories. Mm. Um, this one right here, right? Young, young fellas, Crenshaw High School, Los Angeles area. Dominant football team for the, for the for them young dudes out there. They cannot play, though. They cannot play in their playoffs. Why? They don't have enough players who are COVID negative. 
They or vaccinated. No, haven't been vaccinated. Vaccinated. That's it. I, I, I said it wrong in, in the pre-show as well. But so this is a picture of their coach. And I believe they have to have a total of, was it 18 or so players? And at the current right, they only have 15 players that are vaccinated. So they cannot play in the playoffs. And they had to forfeit the game against Southeast. And Southeast has now um, progressed to the quarterfinals because these young, young, young dudes cannot play in their game unfortunate situation but um your guys thoughts on this whole situation right here when when it's so right now it's the youngsters that, that we can we can yeah. talk at a whole different perspective and a whole different level about grown men but now we got you know young young, young guys right we got 15 16 17 year old you know, young adults that that can't get out there and fulfill their thing they haven't got the vaccine their decision their parents decision whatever the case may be but that that's the story that's happening right now in Los Angeles Yeah, as as of last Friday, school so officials said uh, only thirteen parents were fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the interview with one of the players last night on TV, and you know he had aspirations of going to college and showcasing his talent on the on the field, and that won't happen, you know, because the playoffs. You know, this is the time where scouts are traveling; they are going to see other players, and now that that opportunity is lost mm-hmm. for them. Um, and he said that, you know, him and his parents had decided not to get it and that he regretted not getting the vaccination. So now we're not only seeing the vaccination take a toll on people's uh, um, just health. Now we're seeing how it's shaping opportunities for young men and young people as it is. If you don't get it, it's like they're cutting off your opportunity to play and participate, which is uh, which is crazy that we would think about this. You know, you know, speaking from four years ago, we'd be like, oh, it's all good. But now. This is this is a, a thing, man. You have to be vaccinated in order to participate, unfortunately. And the decisions that, you know, hey, I choose to get not vaccinated or I choose not to go into these things, then you're also choosing not to participate because it's part of the rules now within our society mm-hmm. that you have to be be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel I, I, I empathize for these young men. I hope some of them still get an opportunity to play at the collegiate level. But if they don't, man, I mean, um, it's, it's a decision that their parents and them made, unfortunately, that's going to cost them. And I, I, I really, I'm really sad for him. Yeah. 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 I have to agree with them. You know, when you make that decision to say, um, when my household is going to choose not to be vaccinated or my, my son is not going to choose to be vaccinated. Um, you're taking a big risk and a gamble. Um, I would think though, at the same time, as long as you have some type of testing in place, and they understand that the testing is not the the, the, the the full proof of keeping you from not catching. But the goal is if you want to become a champion and, and win it on a high school level so that way college recruits, um, scouts can see you, that, that there has to be that motivation or that, that carrot, if you will, to keep you in front to say, okay, I got to keep myself from being in a place where I can catch that now that's easy to be to say, especially when you're young like that, but it, it kind of reminds me of, what, of, of the coach Carter, you know, coach Carter mm. movie that, that he was able to put certain things in front of the student athlete to say, this is bigger than you winning a championship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the team. Mm-hmm. And, I believe that there there are high school coaches that are like a coach Car- coach Carter, um, but you just got to be able to have that mentality, regardless if it's COVID, regardless if it's you know 
um, fame and money. You got to have that type of coach Carter to, to keep in front of your players to say, there's a bigger picture here. Yeah. I think that's a good analogy. I believe that, uh, um, you know, these young men and, you know, someone said the state of California is that way. And unfortunately it is that way, but we know where we live and we have to abide mm-hmm. by the rules. I think New York is probably the same way as well with the draft. Yeah, we are by the COVID cases they had. So, um, at some point, those young men had to know week, you know, week one, week three, week five, week seven. Hey, we we we're not going to be able to go unless you get, you know, vaccinated. And that was plenty of plenty of time for them to go in and, and get vaccinated, and plenty of time for them to do the research to see what it all happens and what goes on. Um, you know, and I, unfortunately, you know, I hate to say it, but it's in the urban community which Crenshaw is in, um, mm-hmm. and we have we have a lot of conspiracy theories about the vaccine. You know. Um, whether, you know, it's good for you, not good for you. And I think that culture bought into it, not taking it, or at least the only 13 took it and the other ones didn't want to take it, take, take it, uh, whether it was family or this, the young men bought into the conspiracy theories about what it can do to you, what's going to happen to you, what, you know, or what side effects are there mm-hmm. are. But now they see themselves that they were affected by the situation by not even being able to participate. And I don't think this is the first time we're going to hear about this. I think we're going to start hearing about this in other sports and it probably happened in other places. We just, it just didn't get publicized. Um, right. You you just have you have to get vaccinated. This is something that we're going to be living with for the rest of our lives now. That we're going to have to be able to deal with. And you know, I, I tell I joke about it every day, and, and and it is a joke. But I say I'd rather get the vaccination right now and worry about what's going to happen maybe twenty years from now, than die right now from mm. catching COVID mm-hmm. or having a where I'm in hospital by COVID right now. Make it plain, brother. Make it plain. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Well, so so <laughs> let, let me deal with this twenty years from now because by that time they'll have a cure and everything is going on. If there is a problem with it. But I'd rather live right now. I'd rather live to see my kids grow now. I don't want to yeah. be hospitalized to that extreme where I'm going to have to be on a ventilator or any of those situations right now if I catch it. Uh, now, I know these young men are asymptomatic. They, they, you know, they, they're good athletes that are in shape. But, I mean, you, you know, you're flirting with a situation where it's not just you. You can spread it to your mm-hmm. uncle, to your cousin, to your grandmother who's not, who's, who doesn't, have, you know, who, who's asymptomatic or who has binding conditions that can make can affect them. So, I mean, parents got to really get involved and, get, and do research. Our culture. Yeah. African American culture and Latin, black and brown cultures, we need to really get educated. Be involved on, yeah. on what's going on and how this affects us because we are the ones that are dying at alarming rates that no one knows about. But they don't report on us dying. They don't report mm-hmm. on those grandmas dying in those in those homes and those in those in those apartments that nobody knows about because she caught COVID and know how to deal with it. Yeah. They don't report on all that. They report on just the mass numbers. But we have right. a lot of black and brown people that are caught up in this situation that think they know what's going on. Man, this is this is a deteriorating disease that is killing people. We need to really, you know, be educated, get the vaccination, understand what's going on, and let's continue our lives and continue to grow. Because if we don't, a lot of young men are going to be in the same situation like those young men. Yeah. They won't be able to participate. Won't and I'm going to tell you, right now, yeah. the crazy part about it is funny because it, one of the young men said he wanted to go to college. From my experience, and I have a son that's playing college football right now, you have to be tested. There is no okay. one. There is no getting around it. You have to be vaccinated. If you are not vaccinated, you cannot participate at all. As a matter of fact, if you are not vaccinated, you are confined to your room and not even be able to go to your classes. Crazy. You have to mm-hmm. your room until everything is done. So yeah. it's funny that his coaches, like I said, you had one, three, five, seven weeks to explain this all to these kids and these parents, and they still did nothing about it. Yeah, man, it's terrible. Man, I, yeah. 
You're right. It's it's the, it's the new normal. It's the new world that we live in, and and well, it's yeah, it's too bad for for those for those young young youngsters out there that are trying to do that. Um, I feel you, Nick. I feel you. you know, kind of respectfully hate this topic as part of dividing our country even further. It, it's it's one of those things, and and man, we we we're picking at it right because this is what we do. Because not enough people are having these types of conversations that that, that make you feel awkward and make you feel uncomfortable. I th- I think we all get better. If we at least have the dialogue and have the conversation, man. So I appreciate you Correct. being here and, and, and listening and contributing. But this, I think this is the healing part, right? Just at least ha- we got we got to at least talk about it and have the conversation. So, Nick, I don't want you sitting at the house with an ulcer, right? Because you feel <laughs> away and you don't want to talk about it or the folk or the person next to you at the coffee shop doesn't want to talk about it as well when it's a, it's a really critical situation. And at least we need to have the dialogue. And I think we only get better if we talk about these types of things, man. So I, pre- I appreciate you again for being part of the community and, and chiming in, brother. Um, man, we don't have no good stories. So, okay, here, here we go. Um, we, because it only kind of gets worse. We, so we could either go and talk about Odell Beckham and the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns and the fact that they broken up because mm-hmm. OBJ has played his last game. Mm-hmm. We, we, we talk about that. Um, but we, we, we have to switch and talk about, the NBA and what's going on in Phoenix. So. Let, let's talk about the NBA. I like, oh, I want to okay. Matt, but, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Folks stick around because there will be one good story at the end. At least I'll, I'll have, I've got some pictures from Instagram that I want to show. It, it, it matters to me. And it's, it's a good story, but man, I, I know we, we pulling on the heartstrings quite a bit here tonight here. Um, let me get this up here. So, Oh, what's, what, what you got? The bat phone calling? Somebody calling? Yeah, you over there? Yeah, what, what is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. You're talking too deep right now. <laughs> yeah, we're we getting into it. Folks are calling you. You know what I'm saying? You better, you better talk of having these conversations. Matt, Phoenix <laughs> Suns are in the in the spotlight right now, and mm-hmm. it's not a good spotlight to be in. It's not because mm-hmm. of their rebuilding, trying to correct what they, what they did last season in the finals. Uh, Mr. Robert Carver owner for over 17 years of the, of the Phoenix Suns is now being is coming to light that he has some, some very misogynistic, some very racist types of feelings. And he, he's made mention of those and, and it's coming to light right now. It, there's going to be investigations by the NBA. Adam, Adam Silver is, is, is a decent commissioner because he, he, he stays on top of a lot of things. You know, even when the whole black lives matter, uh, conversations were happening. He let the players do what the players needed to do, and you know he, he's, mm-hmm. he he is very active in in the league. And immediately he is now saying that there's going to be some investigations in terms of what the Phoenix Suns uh, and Mr. Robert Sarver have been doing. Your guys' thoughts on on this? Because we we went through this with the um, the the Clippers not too yes. long ago. We I'm went through this with. Washington Mavericks there, you know, the Dallas Mavericks Mm -hmm. uh, not too, not too long ago as well. This, this this now is popping up and it's not looking good. It's it's looking very ugly again, just a a pattern within the organization starting at the top with, with Robert Sarver. Give us your thoughts on this. I'll start with you, uh, Walter again. Well, you know, because of the climate and the times that we're living in the way you used to do business, uh, umpteen years ago, 40, 50 years ago, is not going to permit certain owners or people in senior management to conduct and, and act and, and behave in such a way where this gentleman is doing. And 
it, it's it's sad, but it, it needs to come to light so that you can then be able to address the the sickness or the illness, the disease that this person is spreading. We talked about how people can spread COVID, where he has a type of disease where he is spreading it and he's created a, a toxic hostile work environment if you if i'm quite sure at some point we have all on this panel worked in a toxic hostile work environment where it starts to affect your health it, it affects you physically it affects you mentally it affects you in terms of soon you walk in that door you feel like someone's hit you with a refrigerator upside your head mm. and now that this has come to light you, my prayer and my desire is that they go ahead and address it and deal with it. Um, it may require him to have to relinquish his ownership of the team, similar, just like what happened to Donald Sterling. Uh, because when you have that many accusations leveled against you, and I, I heard Earl Watson earlier this morning and how he was saying that there are people who are in fear of their jobs mm-hmm. because they want to speak, but they, they, they're, they're, they're afraid of the ramifications of that. And so that goes against everything that you've been taught in HR, that there won't be any retaliation based on the environment that he has created. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that once the NBA does their investigation, we're not looking by June where maybe by the all-star break, there's a decision to say, okay, this man is going to step down and the Phoenix is going to go through a complete overhaul um, of their organization from top to bottom, just like the Davos Mavericks did, um, because it, it is going to require accountability. We saw it here, unfortunately, um, with here in the state of New York with Governor Cuomo um, in terms of his mm-hmm. be- his actions mm-hmm. and his behavior. When you have that many allegations right. leveled against you like that, eventually you're going to have to remove the individual. Mm-hmm from 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 that and, and just start all over again that's an interesting point i tell them i'm gonna let you chime in but i'm gonna yeah. interject and 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 i don't know if this man is gonna walk away I, see I, you're right he's not gonna walk away I, I, he's I, gonna I, have to he, he's gonna have yeah. to be removed I, i'm 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 you know what's funny i had the pleasure of meeting this man before i met this man okay. before okay uh, um i said i sat right next to him during a warriors game uh, ironically, in, in in Golden State, uh, we were chopping it up. Didn't didn't really, you know, get that vibe from. He's just the owner, you know, a little bit arrogant, but of course you can be. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't get that vibe from him, but I really, I mean, looking at the stories and reading his comments, or at least his 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 statements through his legal team. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he knows. Like he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong, and that's a problem in itself. Let's let's be honest. That's a problem. Yeah, itself. I, I I see where you're going. Go 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 further he, into he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just thinks it's not a problem. He thinks he could say like Earl Watson. His thing was like when he used the N word, describe you know when that situation happened, and Earl told him you can't use that word, and he's like, why? Draymond does it. How come I can't say it? Yeah, you know. And and when you're in a person of power, you feel you can do anything you want, right? People that are powerful, they mm-hmm. can do anything they want and say anything they want, and 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 kind of do what they want to do. I don't think he understands the things he's doing or is creating that culture. If that makes sense. He thinks it's okay because that's in his eyes. It is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the, the misogynistic culture and the things that he's doing, doing like that parading his wife around and all those kind of things. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I don't, I don't get that behavior at all. 
um, what's going on as far as the pictures and all that stuff he was sending around. I just believe this guy, I believe the NBA needs to address this situation, really do a thorough figure out what's going on, and then take corrective action with that, what, what that may be. Mm-hmm. Because ignorance is bliss. If you don't know you're doing something wrong and you don't feel you're doing something wrong, then you don't know what's wrong. Not saying he doesn't know. Obviously, you can't use the N-word. Somebody should have punched him in his mouth and he'd been <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he I, I, I was going to ask you, right? Did you know? Yeah, did, did his yeah. team win the, the, the night that y'all was together? And, and did he end, end up slipping the same? And you something? know what's funny, man? <laughs> they lost. And I, I brought my brother-in-law with me. And my brother-in-law was a big Warriors fan. And my brother-in-law was a real heckler, talking trash. And he was getting hot. He was mad. He was like, hey, you can move. He was telling my brother-in-law, you can move. And my brother's all, <laughs> my brother's all like, who are you to tell me what to move? And he was like, I own this damn team and I own these seats. You can move. And my brother was like, man, shut up and watch the game. So they were going back and forth at it. But it was a, it was in a good – it wasn't yeah, in a yeah, bad yeah, place. Yeah. It was in a good place. And the, war, the Warriors actually won. That's when they were hot. Um, but um, like I said, I, I I don't think he – I don't know how to say it, man. I don't I – don't, I ain't going to say he's a racist or right out a racist, but he is a racist. You know what I'm saying? By the comments he says, he just doesn't know that he's a racist. Mm. You know, he's just doing things because he thinks that's what he could do because I got all this money and this is what I can do. Um, I can say these things because I got all this money and I'm the owner and I can say what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in today's culture, that doesn't fly no more. Yeah. So right. um, I, 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 there needs to be some more investigation because the stuff they brought up it, it brought up so far, I mean, it, it's, it's racial tendencies and some things going on. But, man, you got to poke the bear a little bit more to get me to say, hey, this dude is crazy out of his mind. He's just doing some like Donald Sterling was crazy. Like he had videotapes of him doing stuff. He had even you know emails and a whole nine yards. Yeah. This right here is all hearsay. Let's and let's forget. Let's not forget. I did I do think he said the N-word yeah. to Earl Watson. I think Earl Watson corrected him on it and checked him on there. Mm-hmm. But I think there was no more follow-up. He never educated himself, like, why can't I say that? Or what's the big deal? He just, oh, I can't I can't say that around Earl no more. Can't say it around him. him. Yeah, just brush yeah, it off yeah. and said, you know, yeah. It's yeah. one of those situations, yeah. you know what I mean? So uh, you know, um, there's got to be some action, man. And I'm not, I, I don't know what it may be. I hope Donald Sterling, I mean, I hope the uh, Commissioner Silver does his thorough investigation, finds out exactly what's going on, figure it out, because they got something great going on in Phoenix. You know they what do. I mean? They, they do. Monty Williams yeah. is a head coach, which is one of the best humanitarians in basketball is coaching. You got Chris Paul, who's an advocate for players, you know, that mm-hmm. does all the right things for players in that organization. They're winning. They got a budding superstar in Devin Booker. They just won the Western Conference Championship, mm-hmm. you know, to get to the finals. You got a lot of good things going on. And for now, for somebody to poke this hole at the bear to see what's going on, this, this, this wrong, you know, I hope they just do some investigation to see exactly what the whole what the whole situation is. And let's not, you know, I know I know a lot of us jump into conclusions, but mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think ignorance is bliss. I think he doesn't realize what he's doing or what he's saying. I, and I, and I, I, I truly believe that. But didn't we just say that about John Gruden? At first, before all all became light, when the first wow. Alec, you know, I, 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 Mike, I would Rico, agree. Mike okay. Rico and yep. I'm trying to think of the other person that was on with him, and they were saying he never acted that way around us when we were it. We SP. This was at the, their very early beginnings, and then as stuff began to trickle out, and then once the floodgates opened, it was like okay. And, and so and Walter, I'm up the go ahead. I'll give you the. I'll give you that. If more if more leaks out and more comes out. I'll be the first one to come on the show and say he's a racist. That dude's a bigot. He's all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm saying for what they presented to us right now, sure, um, no, sure. I, I, have a, I have a problem with just saying, you know, that dude's completely out of – he's crazy. He's out of line. He's doing all these crazy things. And I, I guess because the whole story hasn't unfolded yet. When the whole story unfolds, right. I'll probably have a different perspective on it. 
I do believe he's done some racial things. He's done some misogynistic things. But do I truly believe the guy is just flat out, you know, I got the white I got the white hood on and I'm burning the cross? I'm not sure that that, that that's Scott. I don't think that about Gruden either. I don't think he's the guy with the – Gruden just is – he got poor taste in the way he articulates himself. Good point. That's a real good point. Right. That's good a good point. point. Okay. Interesting stuff, man. You know, it's, it's again, hate, hate having to have these conversations, but we got to have these conversations because I can guarantee you nobody else is going to go to into them as deep as we are, folks. I mean, this is what we do here at Team No Sleep. And throw this up here. Look, Montel and I are always trying to shake them trees, shake them leaves and branches, right? And, and, and stir up the conversation, stir up the discussion. So don't, don't hate us for, for bringing it to, to the, to the table with, with us. We, we, we all going to eat, but we all, we got to see our grace and we all got to talk about it first. So if you like what you're hearing, tell somebody, if you don't like what you're hearing, tell us so we can uh, take it into consideration and, and, and see if we need to pivot. But we, we, we think we on to something. I was, uh, me, me and Montel were talking earlier this morning. I was looking at some metrics and, uh, we, we got, got, got a handful of folks actually checking this out. And, and we know that behind the scenes, I, well, here's my conspiracy theory. What was happening is there, there's folks from the major networks watching team no sleep. And then tomorrow, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, whatever, they're going, they're going, they're going to talk about the stories that, that we dove into. But I, that, that's just, that's just me mm-hmm. being a conspiracy theorist on our side. But, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what we do, folks. Appreciate y'all for jumping in. I want to end on a happy story, a, a better story. Goodness gracious. Um, I was not cheering for them, but they, they pulled it out. World Series, Atlanta Braves. Man, uh, I, I, Montel knows that I wanted the story. I wanted the story of actually Dusty Baker playing against the Giants. Right, because mm-hmm. I know he used to coach for the Giants, and then now he's out there in Houston. And then I wanted Dusty to win because he hasn't won one yet. But that last game, and and, and let me let me tell you something. <laughs> Atlanta was was not playing around. Atlanta was was really trying to trying to trying to make some noise and a shutout, seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm sure you guys checked out the game. You guys, you guys watched that? Well, yeah, yeah, I, ch- I checked out most of it, especially when got close to the end and it was like okay Atlanta is gun ready to wrap this up because I remember back was it 95 when they beat us the Yankees yeah when they ended up winning their world series and to see them come around and knowing that Ron Washington was on that team it is that was that that was definitely something I wanted to to see you know because of course Dusty couldn't pull it off so I said okay at least Ron is finally gonna get him one after multiple shots but I do also have another good feel still uh good story for you when we're done with this topic. Um, but I'm just glad with the, what the Braves have done. And despite all what happened with the Astros and the Dodgers are the Dodgers. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, actually not, not you throwing curveballs at us. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go into your story. How much, how long we've been alive. Okay. We, we, well, let me, let me just chime in real quick. Go, about go ahead, Braves buddy. <laughs> uh, happy for Atlanta to win. I'm happy for, you know, I wish Dusty would have won too, just to kind of pull it off, but I'm happy for Atlanta to win. Did a great thing. The story to this whole thing to me, out of all this whole thing, why is baseball not the leading subject no more during the World Series on any station? You mm, used to okay. be World Series was the number one show. You you catching the highlights and everybody's talking about it, even the celebration. That's backstory news now to other sports and other situations. Okay. And I alluded to this before, yeah. James. MLB needs they better get their stuff together because they paying all that money and it. The fans aren't. I don't. I would say not the fans. The diehard fans are there, but the next generation is not there. 
the youngsters aren't no. there. That's that's an interesting point, and and that's a that's a true point point, right? Because again, there there was not a lot of fanfare. Folks who are close to it, who have been waiting for again the twenty years or so since they last did it, have been watching it and 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 feel this. But we everyone else has moved on, right? And moved on to stories like this down below, right? MMA or, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. or talking about Posey and and the fact that he announced his retirement. That's a small thing, but again, that, that's baseball as well. But it, it's football, mm-hmm. it's hockey, it's um, yep. it's lacrosse. <laughs> you know, it's soccer. It's, it's all the other sports beside the quote-unquote America pastime. Man, okay, yeah. that's a story for another show. We'll do that yeah. on another show. And yeah, and, and Laura, interesting thing she says it's boring. I, I know it's long. It, it's it's definitely a. It, and we we yeah we've had this conversation before. You know, it, it's a mental game. I always look at baseball because I played a lot, and and it's it's around the, the strategy. Specific, Specifically from the manager's perspective, that that's how I watch the game. That's how I can live through three hours of a baseball game, right? Okay. Just, just, just okay. understanding it and knowing what's going on with the plays. But it, hey, three hours Laura, is a long time. I'm with Laura. I'm with Laura. It <laughs> needs to be the juice ball syndrome. They need to get the boys on steroids again, so we can have some exciting times in baseball. Cause Nothing it, wrong with corking the bat, right? You, you yeah, down man. With it's, that. It's, okay. it's, mm-hmm. it's just, that's like watching paint dry for at least seven innings, and then yeah, you it's go. a little exciting. So, um, Laura, I, I, I share the same sentiments. I think you also got to have a narrative with it because I think the last game that I saw um, fully to beginning to the end was Mar- uh, Mariano Rivera and okay. watching yeah. Jeter, yeah, yeah. watching Pettit. And I'm trying to think of the other person that came out with them to take uh, Rivera out of the game after he did his, re- because that we knew that that was Mariano Rivera's last game. There was a narrative that captured me as the casual fan. So if you're trying to get me as a casual fan to watch three hours, um, you got to have a narrative for a, a, a casual fan to say, I want to watch that. Another good narrative that I've watched every year is when they come to the Little League World Series and they play a game at, um, what's, it, what's it called out there in, in Pennsylvania, um, where they have after having the little league world series and the, the major league players are interacting with the younger people. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have a narrative there every year. That's consistent that I'm like, okay, I will watch that. Even though it's a nine inning game, I will watch but, that because they're showing the interaction with the younger people during the Walter, league, Walter, world series. I'm going to interject though. When the ball okay. was juiced and dudes was on steroids, jacking 50, 60 home runs. Oh, yeah. I was watching, was watching it. it. I was watching Barry Bonds every moment, every time ESPN said breaking news, Barry Bonds is at the plate. Yes, I, I, I want to see Barry watching. Bonds, McGuire, uh, 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 yes. uh, Sosa, Griffey. Yes. When they was going for that home run race, man, that was when baseball was at its it was at its best. Mm-hmm. I, I know everybody wants to talk about the strategy, and I know you, 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 uh, baseball story, but Man, baseball was at its best when that that ball was juiced. Oh, them, boys, yeah. them dudes, they had me. They had me on the edge. I mean, when Every you hit forty home Gary runs, and they was like, you, you insignificant hitting forty home runs. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to hit sixty just to be in the conversation. That's what I'm talking about, and that's when we was yeah. all following. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it, it came out that they was juicing and all that stuff. But man, mm-hmm. that's baseball. They can talk about all that other stuff. That's baseball's hot golden era right there. That's like '90s of hip hop right there. That was the gangster <laughs> baseball. 
That's true. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. The With old school gangster baseball. Look at you. I, I, I love it. I, baseball hasn't been popular since Sosa McGuire, but don't you think this World Series is better than recent years? Well, I think I think so. And and I, I yes. just because I, I I watch and report on it, I I did watch a lot of the games. But yeah, I again, it hasn't been as cool, right? Since them dudes were out there, the the, the Bash brothers, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and they were out there doing their thing, and. You know, we still want Barry to get in. He's got an asterisk around his name. We'll, we'll see what happens. And Pete wrote back in the day, right? But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll figure something out. Let me let me bring up one comment here, and then we're going to wrap up. Walter, we're going to go into the, the statement that you wanted to talk about, but I, I want to be oh, aware sure. of this. Laura, so, yeah, talk talk about the, the NASCAR situation and, and the Brandon statements, social impact story. It, it, we have so We have so many tonight. Right. Uh, that, that we weren't able to get into that conversation. I think this is going to continue to evolve. I, I don't know if it's if it's ready to even talk about right now. Right. It, it, it's just at kind of the infancy of what, what's going on right there in the with the NASCAR season scene. And it's, it's more of a political conversation. Right. So I, I was actually consciously waiting a couple of days to see how that fleshed out. And then maybe we'll talk about that next week. And I'll let uh, Montel and everyone know about that. So I just wanted to make folks aware of that. Rich Vibes, good to see you, brother. Good to see you. He, he's over there in the UK. Uh, it, it's probably two o'clock in the morning where he is, right? It's, it's already Friday, right? He, he already, saying, yeah, it's, it's the what DJ right here in the UK. He, he probably getting his Technique uh, 1200s out, getting ready to, to spin and do some things. Uh, Nick Clark, I feel that NFL, NBA create storylines and pump up their players and create superstars. Baseball doesn't have a LeBron or Brady. You, I've said that so many times. How many times have I been saying that? Ding, ding. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Mike, Mike dropped right there from from yeah. uh, from Nick Clark. Walter, what you got, brother? You said you got some for us. Oh yeah, no. The 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 one feel good story that I, I I really think is is I saw President Obama come on ESPN and he congratulated Tony and Michael Wilbon over twenty years of pardon the interruption and mm. how they consistent twenty years over 20 years and they consistently put on a product and a brand and a message on how to talk sports, just like you guys are doing tonight. And I said, man, they laid the groundwork for over 20 years to what we're seeing now, what we're doing today, where we have our own, we have our own ability now through, you know, live streams through stream, you know, streaming software. And I said, man, hats off to those guys for just doing it for over 20 years and they're still going strong. Just you guys to have team no sleep, you know, who, who was the grandfathers yeah. of, of the first team? No sleep. <laughs> and, and still going, yeah. still going, still right. Going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The pioneers are the ones that uh, set the groundwork and set the foundation. So man, Montel, take us Hey, first and foremost, Hey, brother strong. Thank you, man, yes, for, for yes. taking some time. I, I had you for two days here and hopefully you're not in trouble and with the household. Hopefully <laughs> uh, you the, the wife not going to have you go shopping and, and pick up some new things. Cause we didn't capitalize mm-hmm. on a lot of your time. Your evening time as well because it's eight nine ten oh it's 11 o'clock right now for you it's 11 o'clock you're right <laughs> i'll be hitting the couch tonight i'm gonna leave that alone right there i'm gonna leave that alone but <laughs> we, we, we appreciate you man for taking some time to hang thank out with so us so much thank you so much My, mr montel take us out brother 
man, you know, keep your 10 toes on the ground, stay six feet deep, eat your vegetables, mm-hmm. and pray every day. He said, eat them vegetables. <laughs> right. I, I can't say nothing else, man. Y'all appreciate y'all. Not just okay. No, eat, eat the vegetables, vegetables, right? Eat your vegetables, baby. Eat them vegetables. Facts. Drop them down. <laughs> Drop them. 